You are listening to Podcasting for Entrepreneurs with me, Anna Parker Naples. We're going to be sharing what it takes to build a powerful podcast that explodes your personal brand and brings in profit. We are audiopreneurs, changing lives one listener at a time. Hello and welcome back to Podcasting for Entrepreneurs. So today we're talking about microphones and really getting behind the nitty gritty of why the audio quality that you have for your show is super important. And I'm joined today by a guest who is the founder and owner of Sontronics. Trevor Coley, who I'll introduce you to properly in a moment. And I have to say, when I first came across Sungtronics microphones, I was a little bit fangirly about them. And that was actually, as, as Trevor, I've told you before, that was actually probably about six or seven years ago, if not earlier. But I just invested in a very well-known branded American, I think it was an American brand microphone. And I was really a bit cross with myself because the microphones that Sontronics make are beautiful and they're really British. I think there's something really iconic about the the designs that they create. And if any of you see me doing lives from my mini cupboard slash studio, you will see that I often, in fact, most of the time, I use a Sontronics red microphone, which is their podcast microphone. We're going to dive into a little bit around that. But I wanted to just... Not just to hear it from me that audio is important, because I'm sure if you listen to the show, you've heard me banging on about that all of the time, but actually hear it from someone who's the other end, who is is really in the kind of nitty gritty and slightly techie stuff that I don't fully know or appreciate, just so you can hear the importance of getting the audio quality right. Now, actually, as we set up this call today, it was really ironic because we both know about audio from different sides of the field. And we we had all sorts of issues with the microphones popping and audio interface not quite working, Zoom doing weird stuff. So there's a little bit of me that wants to share with you that those things are really normal. Don't panic, just trust, take your time to sort them out. And, and, that, and that's perfectly normal part of podcasting as well. So hello, Trevor. It's lovely to have you here as one of our very first guests on this show. So I'd love you to just introduce to the audience a little bit about your background with Sontronics and really what your mission is with that company. Sure. Well, thank you very much. Good morning to you, Anna. Good morning to your audience. Mm-hmm. And basically, yeah, thank you for that fantastic introduction. First and foremost, I've been in the audio industry now for 30 years. Uh, I started working in a recording studio back in the 90s, early 90s, and, and just made my way through the industry, uh, working in retail and, and becoming part of a distribution network for a, a major global uh, audio corporation and finally setting up Sontronics in 2004 July 2004 so we're almost 18 years old almost an adult <laughs> and I've been a, a musician I'm a guitarist um, and I've been been playing music for pretty much all my life um, and it's, it's a passion of mine so it got to a point where I sort of recognized midway through my my sort of early years of, of recording and engineering that the microphone itself is the most fundamental part of the signal chain. And we, we think about all of the equipment, for example, you know, amplifiers, guitars, keyboards, all of this sort of stuff. And we see all of those as the, as the musical part of it all. But the, the transfer, the capture of that sound, that signal is what matters and, and the integrity of it. So it sort of drove me eventually to, to set up Sontronics. 
Um, when I came across you, maybe it was earlier, maybe it was earlier than I think it was. Mm-hmm. We, we were at a, a voiceover conference called Vox. So actually, right. yeah, maybe it was eight or, eight or nine years ago. And the, the, there were two microphones that really stood out for me. One was the Orpheus, which is this beautiful orb that it looks almost like the, you know, those kind of old fashioned microphones. It almost looks yep. like one of those from early days radio that maybe whatever his name was, whichever king it was, he was then yeah. broadcasting in the war. It reminds king me George. of those. Yeah. King George. Indeed. Uh, and ironically, he actually had real speech impediments and, ha- and that was a big thing for him to then speak into a microphone. Uh, it is called the King's Speech, actually, the that King's movie. King's Speech, absolutely right. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. So, and my claim to fame, played by Colin Firth, is that his sister Kate was my voice coach at drama school. (laughs) Tenuous link. Tenuous link, but we're throwing it in there when we're talking voice. Uh, Fantastic. Uh, And then the other microphone was, I think it's called your Aria. Aria. That's right, Aria. Um, And the spec on it, this is a bit geeky and a lot of podcasters won't have any idea what we're talking about, but the spec on it was so high that it actually sounded almost identical to a microphone that I just invested in that was over a thousand pounds and beyond, but actually made my voice sound richer. And I can remember absolutely kicking myself that I'd not found you the week before. (laughs) And again, it just sounds great. And I don't know anyone who's used a Sontronics microphone that has been disappointed or said, I'm not, this isn't for me. Oh, that's very kind of you. Thank you. So, and I'm not paid to say that by the way, that is genuinely, (laughs) uh, genuinely something that uh, I'm really excited about. And then you guys, when you brought out your podcast microphone, the one that actually, if you're watching on video, you'll see that we both have the red version of this. Uh, we did debate it's whether Trevor there. should change and have a different <laughs> colour for the morning. But I was really delighted to be gifted a copy. And there's there's a part of me that I actually want to share with you. The week that it got sent, I, I had full intention I was going to do lots and lots of videos because I love your microphones. And I was really impressed with this particular one. And that week we lost someone very close to us and the kids weren't coping. Other stuff was happening. And then we went into lockdown. And so I always had this bit of guilt that I hadn't really fully talked about how amazing these microphones are. So, you know, now we're sort of out of the worst of it. (laughs) Now is a really good time for us to get into what you guys are doing and support you in that way. Right. Thank you. And actually, what I like about this particular microphone, particularly the one in red, it kind of reminds me of like uh, an old-fashioned British postbox. There's there's definitely something in the design that's reminiscent. <laughs> I get this of that. often. I get lots of analogies. People see what they see, which I yeah. think is wonderful. Designing a product is is a big part of what I do, and yeah. uh, I love it. I love people's feedback from this. So <laughs> it's nice that you see it that way. What do you think then are the most important things for early stage podcasters to know about the importance of a quality audio experience? Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, my my experience coming from professional audio is that, you know, it's king. It's everything that we do. So it's the heart and soul of our, our world. When we cross over into the consumer world of podcasting, which is, is what it is, and having just attended the, the recent podcast show in Islington in London, it was a real eye-opener and, and a, 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 well, a very interesting one for us in the sense that the majority 
of podcasters are, are doing this for fun to start with, for a bit of enjoyment, a bit of a hobby and enthusiasm. And the side of audio professionalism isn't there because it's not something that's crossed anyone's mind before and no one's taught them about this. Mm. And so from our side of things, it's, it's a case of trying to sort of join those two worlds together and just to encourage people to think carefully about what it is they're doing. If it's just for a bit of fun, you know, you've mentioned already using the iPhone or a smartphone app or whatever, it works. It's it, it, it's something that you can do for a bit of fun. But what we've noticed is that since since pandemic, during pandemic, this has become something that's really quite important. And, and podcasting is clearly a global industry now. So what you need to remember is that you're actually becoming a broadcaster. At the show, and dare I say it, I noticed very clearly that there were an awful lot of major named broadcasters, corporates, who were vying for the airtime. And essentially, if you've got to think about a listener at the other end, they've got a few hours a day to, to be entertained. And who's going to make that entertainment? And in this case, what we're seeing is this huge growth in uh, in con- well, consumer-based podcasting becoming more and more mainstream. So my advice here is that just take a step back for a moment, look at your setup. Um, and as I've mentioned earlier on, the microphone is the heart and soul of everything that you produce, because without that, the sound quality is going to be, well, it's, it's decided essentially very much by the quality of the microphone itself. And this um, is interesting because I was looking at some stats around when people are most likely to switch off from your show. And it's really early. And those yeah. decisions are often because the audio quality is not good enough. Yeah. And those of you listening right now, think about that. How many shows have you listened to where you didn't necessarily know the person and so you skipped through it? And that yet yeah, that might have been perfect content for you. So you as a, as a podcaster, you've got to learn to take this a little bit more seriously and give it some weight. And it's become... Very easy for people to podcast with the rise of apps like Anchor and many others as well, where you can pick up your phone and you can record into the phone and you are, it's live within minutes. Great, more people are podcasting. But if that quality isn't good enough, people aren't going to stick around to hear your message. And for me, that feels like a huge waste of time and a huge lack of possibility another key thing here is you know be prepared to do several edits of, of any recording you do just begin to learn editing software so that you can make a take again without having to do the entire podcast uh, mm. recording again i mean one thing that, that you were saying there anna this is this is really important sort of attitude towards quality here is is key one of the things that when i developed this particular microphone it's not for singing into, it's not for music. And there is a huge difference between vocal singing and a speech broadcast. And Absolutely. to explain it in a nutshell, um, you know, you've just explained about people switching off after just sampling, you know, three, well, three or four minutes, maybe, maybe not even that much of a podcast because the quality of the audio was just not acceptable or enjoyable. And the fact is this, when you're listening to a certain particular microphone, they have certain characteristics, and and one of the problematic ones is something called sibilance. And uh, you know we throw away these terms every day in our industry because it's it's something we know. But sibilance is basically created by the s's, the the teeth sounds, the s's and t's, uh, and these can become incredibly fatiguing to the ear because they sit in a particular frequency spectrum. 
And in fact, it's part of the frequency spectrum that can be used for torture, believe it or not. And it's, it's right up there in sort of white noise territory. And in a three-minute pop song, you know, the few S's and T's that jump out of the, of the speakers or the headphones, you know, they can, they can sort of make your ears compress. You'll feel them. But it's, it's passive. It just goes away after three minutes. You know, that song's over. But imagining an hour-long podcast or even half an hour and you've got this stuff attacking your ears constantly, your listener will be entirely fatigued and they will not want to listen anymore. And of course, mm. that's the complete opposite to what you're trying to achieve here. Now, um, yeah, you know, uh, we talk very much about... Uh, that sibilance thing is so uh, I was interesting. I say this sort of radio voice. Yeah, yeah. And, and we switch off from the yeah, radio Yeah, yeah. I mean, when we, when we look... Yeah, we, we've got exactly. a delay. I mean, what what we found... <laughs> We we have a delay as well, so we oh just take let's just settle. Let's just take a settle. Okay, let's is carry it, on. Is it not working so think, well? No, we're good. Okay, we're good now. yeah, yeah, we're good. We're back on again. Again, this is the challenge, isn't it? Challenge. We've done this with, uh, you know, with with major broadcasters. We've had these issues too, but it all comes out in the edit, as they say, which is is well, usually the best. I think my point of view is that I I very much am guiding a whole spectrum of experts, authors, entrepreneurs. And I, to some extent, we don't edit all of that stuff out because I actually think it's important to demonstrate that it's really normal and you yeah. don't have to get overly flustered. You don't have to panic because it's happened. It's so the bits we've left in are deliberate because I want to show you real life in broadcasting. So just so you know, we're, this will not be completely <laughs> edited to pretend that we're perfect because yeah, we... I, I think it's important you guys know that too. Absolutely. That sibilance is so interesting because having gone to drama school and we spent so long at, with Kate Firth, Colin's sister, going through your own vocal impediments, uh, which at age 21, when your ego is slightly fragile, that was heartbreaking. But for me, I, I, I have a lot of sibilance in my voice and that some of that is that can happen for all sorts of reasons. I actually don't like the word impediment. It's just the way I speak. Uh, and there are certain microphones that really make that r- uncomfortable. And what a lot of listeners won't realise is that pretty much every different kind of microphone can make your voice sound really different. It's p- They're yeah. picking up different frequencies or they're amplifying or boost. I don't know the full term so forgive me I'm yeah, sure. it, is, it is exactly that yeah you're, you're right i mean they do what what you have to put it in a very very simple way is you have a frequency response which the microphone will pick up from a certain point it will be at one point at the low end and one point at the high end let's put mm-hmm. it that way and the line between that low and high point ideally ideally should be straight and what that means is that there is no boost and then there is no cut in any point of those frequencies. Mm-hmm. However, manufacturers, and we included, will shape those frequencies to, to uh, attend to a certain type of voice or instrument, depending on what it is the microphone's designed for. Mm-hmm. So this is really specific. And you mentioned the word impediment. Sibilance isn't an impediment. Sibilance is just a natural occurring situation. The shape of your mouth, the way you form your words, it's just natural. But in some people, it's accentuated. And then the microphone itself, depending on the mic you choose, accentuates Mm. that further. Mm. Uh, And this is another mistake that people dive onto the equalization in editing the sound. And that is a disaster point, because if you're having to shape the sound of the microphone, then you've got the wrong microphone, basically. Mm. 
One of the other things that I like about the Podcast Pro is that it has an inbuilt pop shield. Now, a pop shield is helping many things it helps with, but chiefly it's about the plosives. So the when you, if you say a P or a B in a word, and if you had your hand in front of your face, you would hit, you would feel the pocket of air. That air is actually quite forceful. And I like the fact that particularly as podcasters are doing more and more video and they don't necessarily want everything in the way of their face. The fact that you've got one built in, obviously if people wanted to use something additional, then they could. But I like that. I like that you've thought through all of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's for, the, for that reason, you said exactly that, you know, lots of streamers, lots of, you know, guys wanting to do video such like this. And even, even doing Zoom or, or you know, any mm-hmm. other video conferencing, you don't want a big circular disc in front of your, front face, of your face while you're trying no, to do this. Not at all. So what, what would you say then is, is the mission that it sits behind the podcast microphones that you're now putting out into the world? Yes, sure. I mean, basically, having spent time studying what was on the marketplace, the whole point of this microphone is to deliver all of those things that we've just talked about and and to take care of those issues. So first of all, the pop filtering, as you've just mentioned. So you don't need this big disc. Inside this microphone, you have this this filtering stage, which takes care of the major plosives. And what I would say to everybody that's never aware of it uh, or heard of plosives before, just put your hand, your palm in front of your mouth and say P and B as forcefully as you can, and you will feel that air blast. Now, some of us, we're all different, once again, to put that into perspective. So what I'm doing here, I've actually slightly angled the microphone from my mouth. A lot of people have this thing where they feel the need to be right up on front of the mic. Mm. You don't need to do that. The mic is like a torch and it will shine its beam and pick up a beam from your mouth. So you can, if you've got a particularly plosive voice, you can angle the microphone, as we say, slightly Mm. off axis, it'll pick up. Mm. Internally, um, as we've talked about, the sibilance filters there. So this whole package comes together with this essentially radio broadcast ready sound so the idea being is for for any user whether you're professional or just uh, just getting into it as an amateur the mic is always going to do the job for you and it will grow with you if you inter- if you eventually buy more equipment along the line and you take it a bit more professionally the mic grows with you rather than exposing weaknesses down the line so it's an important thing for us as a brand that we're bringing our expertise uh, from the professional audio side of things. So, you know, major recording artists, recording studios mm. and such like to this, dare I say, amateur, but becoming professional industry uh, with a tool that does the job out of the box. And I think that's very important. And that's an important part because what I like about what you guys are doing is that you have this great quality podcast mic that's actually really simple to use. And as an audio expert, my preference is X and XLR microphone. So for those of you who are listening, who maybe don't know the difference, XLR is a sort of three pin plug socket thing. That's as technical as I'm going to describe it versus having a USB microphone. Now, when you have an XLR microphone, actually, you usually need to have then uh, an audio interface. Now, a lot of the podcasters coming to me, they're not interested in the audio. They don't understand why it's important. They don't want barriers to entry. 
so they end up choosing a USB microphone. And there are some that I would recommend. And I happen, I've even things like the Blue Yeti, we use them because we know they're so easy for people. And when I discovered that actually what you guys have done at Sontronics is create a, a cable that you could put straight into the back of this microphone, an XLR microphone that converts it in one cable into a USB. And I remember saying to Lisa, who, who works with you, she's your wife, is your wife, isn't she? Yeah. Yes, yes. I remember saying that that for me is a game changer because it makes it very easy for me to say, actually, if you're really asking me, if you haven't yet purchased a Yeti, which a lot of people go and do, then you've got an option that's incredibly simple. That's going to be better quality because I'm very aware a lot of people in my audience have tech overwhelm, but that's not why they're doing it. Sure. So I really like that you've, that you've made that available and you've noticed that there's some resistance to that as well. Yeah, I mean, look, I I think what's really important here, and and I'm, you know, as I grow older, I become a little bit more pragmatic about stuff and, you know, I I can sort of take a wider view of things. And what I see here, you know, to put things absolutely plainly, if you want to improve your sound, you will need to make some changes and perhaps learn something uh, new. I mean, you know, to make an analogy, if uh, if you feel that you're a bit overweight and a bit unhealthy, thinking about going to the gym isn't going to help you. Mm-hmm. But getting up and going and joining one, or at least just going out for a walk every day, will have a positive impact. So there's a bit of life advice. <laughs> but on the other side of it, when it comes to microphones, you know, and we don't generally talk about other brands, but at the end of the day, you've mentioned the Yeti, which became potentially the, the largest selling USB microphone globally because Blue hit the, the nail on the head with a, a funky design mm. and, and tons and tons of advertising and, and being an American product, it, it had the, the weight of American marketing behind mm. it and a global audience. So it, it is a, a very well-known microphone. But what I can say categorically um, is that when we do our research and development into a new product, we study the market and study our competition or our peers. And one of the things that we noticed that the most important thing here for the recorded sound is to have no additional background noise and lots and lots of usb microphones mm-hmm. have inherent noise because of the electronics inside them so without going into huge detail those particular microphones bring noise into your recording and you can't remove it mm. the frequency responses are not specific to what it is you're doing they're generic and so you've got frequencies picking up ambient sounds which you absolutely don't want for a podcast the whole idea for broadcasting essentially is to have this intimate sound you know you're wearing headphones most listeners may be on a train plane whatever it is it's it's downtime and it's personal downtime so you're inside someone's skull basically on a pair of earbuds that sound that you've produced needs to be comforting or at least bearable for an hour's hours listening. Mm. So the key to this particular microphone is that those noises don't exist. It's silent in the way that it operates. The XLR to USB cable that you mentioned, Anna, is, is again an interim process. It's basically something that gives you a step towards that professional level yeah. of having an audio interface. Yeah. And, and we've selected the electronics in it to be super quiet and to deliver the sound of the mic without added noise. So mm-hmm. it is a nice, it's a nice sort of step between. Uh, but I would always, always recommend 
getting into that audio interface um, territory because that is what the professionals use. And it does not have to be mind-boggling. No, it doesn't. A lot of producers and manufacturers now have recognized that this market exists and people don't need bells and whistles. They just need a simplified device and Mm. and we can give advice on all of that Mm. sort of stuff if anyone's interested. Well, I love the fact that you're a British brand. I love the fact that you... I feel like you're raising the game, actually, against the the big fish in the world. And as I said, I followed Somtronic since the day that I really wish that I'd bought one rather than investing (laughs) thousands elsewhere. So I genuinely was very, very pleased to receive one and give a chance for you to spotlight the power of it on on this show. So thank you so much today, Trevor. Where can people come and find out more about you guys, Suntronics and the podcast pro specifically? Of course, please come and visit us. It's at www.3w's.suntronics.com. So that's S-O-N-T-R-O-N-I-C-S.com. And you can find all about everything on the website. And I think the landing page is still all about the Podcast Pro as it's become such a huge hit for us globally. So Yeah, yeah. and they've, they've got really pretty colours. <laughs> they've got all the colours. Yeah, we have seven <laughs> colours now and it's just become something very special in the market. So yeah, yeah, we're very happy to give advice. And, you know, if you've just started out, we're always happy to guide you. If you've already made a good start into it and looking to get advice, we can mm. give advice. Um, And if you're a pro, then we've got help as well there for you too. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Podcasting for Entrepreneurs with Anna Parker Naples. I'd love to invite you to come over and find my free and friendly community over on Facebook, where you can tell us about your plans to explode your brand and drive in profits using the power of podcasts because we are audiopreneurs changing lives one listener at a time.